to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. This week, I had a great time sitting down with solo paranormal investigator Laura Jean Lehman. We take a deep dive into some very strange occurrences from her childhood, her spookier-than-average upbringing, and some of the most spine-tingling tales from her experiences exploring haunted locations on her own. This was an awesome talk. I learned a lot about Laura, and um, I'm excited to see what she does in the future. So go support her in everything she does. You both deserve it. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this fireside chat with Laura Jean Lehman. All right, Laura, first off, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm always, I'm, we are always interested in hearing the experiences that not only like get people into paranormal investigation, but the they seem to have these experiences that keep them in it. Because yes. it's, it's not at all strange to see some, to meet someone who's been doing this for like 20, 30 years. Right. So you'd think that something, something, they have to be having some sort of experience that's keeping them coming back. Right. Yes. Uh, I have seen my fair share of things. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, but first off, I'm I'm really just curious to hear how you got into all this, like what drew you to it and how you got started. Um, so I grew up in a kind of rather witchy family. Um, I have had paranormal experiences since I was a very young child. Um, I am a medium. I sense things. I can read things. I'm very clairvoyant, clairsentient, etc. And it, it's just been something that has been ingrained in me from a very young age. Um, my mother used to take me on uh, paranormal investigations with her buddies and stuff like that as a young child. And the older I got, the more interested I got in it. And so I started doing it on my own. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, is that gift, that mediumship gift, is that something that, that other people in your family share? As far as I know, no. Uh, the only thing that I know of would be my grandmother can see things, um, but it's, it's very rare. Um, I'm the only one that I know of that has, uh, like, I, I, I have dreams that are predictive, or I have, I, I have visions where I will see things or see people, and then I can speak to spirits, or um, I will have dreams of specific spirits, etc. To my knowledge, I'm the only one in my family that has that much. I'm not sure if there's any other people who have that in my line, my family line. Yeah. Okay. Was as like, because you said your parents or your mom was 
was into this stuff when you were little. How how old were you when you started like expressing to her about having visions and your your gift? So the first vision I had, um, I had had a dream about my a, a family friend that I consider my aunt. Um, and she was pregnant at the time, and I had had a vision of her daughter, what she was going to look like when she was born, what day she was going to be born, what time. Um, and I told my mother uh, about the dream, and when she ended up giving birth to my cousin, it was the exact time, day, same hair color, everything, to wow. a T. And that's when we realized that it wasn't just seeing things or hearing things. It was more than that. Yeah. So she was very accepting of... Yes. Uh, very accepting, very encouraging. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of grew up in it, so it's it's nothing new to hear about stuff or or have a little bit more it, it i was raised where it was nothing to be ashamed of if i did have that um and it was encouraged to believe in those things mm-hmm. so for me to have that gift it was shocking but not shocking to the extent that it would be overwhelming or discouraged right so it was like special more than it was abnormal Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. That's nice. That's. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to talk about experiences like that, and that's cool that you had the, you know, the safe space to discuss things like that growing up. Yes, I I love the fact that my mother encouraged it, and I was allowed to be quite the spooky weirdo. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I'm excited to hear some stories. Like, can we start with what what was your first paranormal experience? So I lived in a small apartment with my mother and her roommate. Um, and it was next to an old school gym that they used for basketball. And anyone who knew of paranormal stuff in my hometown knew that that was one of the places that was considered haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and our apartment was not even 100 feet from the building. Wow. Um, it started with there were loud bangs coming from what we thought was the apartment next door. Um but we would notice that they would leave and they didn't have any animals and those loud bangs would continue uh, as if someone was beating on the walls. Um, And it progressively got worse, uh, stuff moving around the apartment, things changing. Um, I was dealing with really severe insomnia. Um, I was maybe seven. Wow. And I told my mother's roommate, which was one of her best friends, 
that I kept having dreams of a little boy who wanted to play soccer with me in the middle of the night. And she had told me, oh, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's it's nothing, not a big deal. Uh, you, there's nothing to be scared of. Um, no one's coming in the house. Everything's safe. Mm-hmm. And there was a night that it, it's it's very, it seems very on par for what you would expect from like a a spiritual encounter uh it was storming outside i was up i was eating a cheesecake (laughs) um it was i want to say it was around 2 30 in the morning and i was sitting on my couch watching cartoons my mother was gone. She was working graveyard shift. Uh, she's a police officer, so she was in and out all the time. Um, and my mother's roommate was watching me. And she heard me talking to someone in the living room. Uh, and she'd gotten up. And she screamed. And I was... I, I didn't understand why. Because to me, there was this little boy standing in front of me with a soccer ball asking me to go outside and go play with him in the middle of the storm in the middle of the night. And I was confused as to why she would be screaming. And then when I looked at her and asked her what was wrong and we both looked back, the little boy was gone. So did she see the little boy? Yes. She, She had seen him and... That's when she had realized that our apartment was also haunted um, and that it was something that she was kind of concerned about. Um, That that was my first encounter with anything that I could say was an apparition or spirit, anything that was out of the ordinary. Yeah, that's wild. That's... Yeah, I mean, I have kids myself, and I can't imagine how terrifying that would be to just to walk in on that. That's right. <laughs> now, I, I am curious, like, because in that moment where she was telling you, you know, it's okay, they're just dreams. Obviously, that was an attempt to comfort you. But as like the person experiencing the thing, and I know you were young, so it might be hard to remember. But did, do you feel like that that did comfort you? Or did it make you feel like, am I going crazy or something? Because this doesn't seem like dreams. I definitely felt like I was insane. Um, I had mental health issues already. Um, I was dealing with ADHD and severe depression and anxiety. Um, So for somebody to kind of demote my feelings had had me on edge. Um, Yeah. I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand how I felt or why I felt like I was seeing things that weren't there or like I was hallucinating. Sure. Um, and I would talk to my mother or I would talk to her roommate about it. And it, it was demoted almost every time that I brought it up until that night. Yeah. Um, so for the longest time for... I would say probably a good four month frame. I felt like I was absolutely insane. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's sad. I think because I have 
My 14-year-old had some experiences when he was younger, and I always... Because I've heard a lot about that. Because obviously the, the instinct is to, as a parent, is to say, you know, it's okay, everything's fine, this is normal, you know, you're okay. And, but I try to be, like, cognizant of the fact that sometimes what they're feeling in that moment, what the person experiencing it, sometimes their feelings trump reality. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't right. really doesn't matter if you think it's real or not like you have to be there for how they're feeling not for what they're saying right 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 um yeah so i was just curious if if you remembered your emotional reaction to that um so i imagine all that changed after she saw the the boy in the room with you right yes um they saged our house um my mother being as spiritual as she is, and we have very native roots. Um, we used sweet grass and sage and cleansed the house and went around and sprayed all the corners and salted the windows and doors and all of that. And um, they, because I was so young, they made it kind of a fun game of, yeah. it's okay, he's not going to come back and bother you. This is going to protect you. And, right. um, we would listen to uh, Zydeco music um, <laughs> because my mother has an, uh, an affinity for Louisiana, uh, sure. which has been ingrained in me as well. Um, so it became a, a normal routine when they realized that I was seeing things that were actually there and I wasn't having dreams or having nightmares or hallucinating. Um, and it became more cautious because of how young I was to keep me safe from things that might possibly have an impact on me. Right. And things you might not fully understand right at that right. age. I'm curious to get your perspective on things like cleansing. Do you do you feel like the the actual physical thing that's happening has a physical impact on the phenomena or is it more about like repairing your energy, like your thoughts on the situation, your thoughts and feelings on the situation? So what I've experienced uh, personally growing up with it, I've, I've noticed that it, it tends to heal more yourself than your surroundings, um, especially with, with sage. Um, sage clears all energies. It doesn't just clear negative energy. So you have to replace that positive energy um, and I've noticed that that's more within yourself than within a a home or being, but it can cleanse other things in a severe setting. Like if there was something that was uh, malevolent or something like that, it can get rid of it, but you have to replace that positive energy or it will come right back. So it just takes you back to baseline, basically, and you just yes. have to build back up from there. Yes. Okay. So later on, fast forward and you you've gotten into and you mentioned before off mic that you're a solo investigator right yes. so you go into these places alone um i will occasionally have my friends accompany me but i usually go alone um okay. it's easier for me to pick up on energies and to read the room if i'm alone of course i i use like a camera i use my gear um 
So I, I'm not alone in the sense of I have footage, I have evidence,、um, but I am alone. So I'm not picking up on other people's energy, and I'm picking up on energy within this place or within、um, this this area.、Okay. It, it's easier for me to grasp what's going on and to get out of a situation if I'm with someone that doesn't pick up on energies. Um, so that I can get out safely and not have to worry about other people and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was wondering, or I guess I assumed based on the conversation so far that so there are kind of two camps in paranormal investigation, right? There are the the people who are like very tech heavy, right, and they have all the gadgets and all that, and that's their approach. And there's more the spiritual side, right? Like where you're making an energetic or emotional connection with what's going on. And I, I kind of assumed, based on the conversation so far, that you lean toward the energetic, emotional connection side. But do you do you fuck with gadgets too? I do. I am I am a good right in the middle. Okay.、Awesome. Um. I I like to have evidence. Um. I. Uh, I believe it's called、uh, pareidolia.、Um, so I, I like to do hard research to make sure that I'm not having tricks of the mind or、sure. having things to do with my mental health or things like that. I, I want stone solid evidence,、um, and, and that's a big thing, especially in like. The paranormal community or the cryptid community that is kind of looked over is there's a lot of people who are like here there's this here and you're staring at it and you're like where、yeah. I don't see anything and I don't I kind of I, I don't mean to put myself on a pedestal but I kind of hold myself in higher regards than that because I do look at it as it is a research it is something that you're going out here to prove the evidence of. So if you don't have stone solid evidence, it's not ready to be published online. It's not ready. If you want to go over it with someone else, that's totally fine.、Mm -hmm. But don't put it out there to try to grasp someone when there's nothing there. Or if you see something, ask someone, "Hey, do you see this?" Instead of, "Hey, there's something here. Look harder." Yeah.、Um, The infamous red circles, right? Yes.、Yeah. <laughs> Very irritating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a an epidemic in the cryptid community of what we've come to call blob squatches.、Right? Yes. Yeah.、Uh, Sasquatch shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm very aware.、Um, yeah. That is that is something that it it irks me for a lack of better words. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think it it bothers a lot of us. But I'm so you believe that this phenomenon can be scientifically measured. Yes.、Um, okay. My perspective is that it is energy.、Um, there has been evidence of measured energy in plants and other sources, and in the human body as well. So I don't understand why it can't be outside of a human vessel.、Um, sure. There are plenty of other things that have energy. There is no reason that that energy cannot be in and of itself. Yeah, I, I definitely. I definitely buy that. I often okay, so I, I always sort of feel bad asking this question because I'm a person who's constantly preaching about like this. These experiences shouldn't be automatically categorized as negative or scary or 
you know, but whenever I have a, a ghost hunter on, I'm always like driven to ask the question, what's the scariest experience you ever had doing it? And especially as you are a person who goes often goes into these places alone, which automatically I think ups the the like sort of horror movie feel you know what i mean yes very much so i i would i would love to hear your scariest experience so the scariest experience i have i was living in new mexico i lived in new mexico for five years um and i had a cemetery directly in my backyard that i would often walk through um And we lived on a rather bad side of town, so we had a lot of druggies out there. They would, you know, be all over the cemetery. You'd have to be careful where you walked and not get hurt. Um, But I chose to go anyway because it's a cemetery. It's very, if anything, it's peaceful. Um, And there was a specific day that I had had a very bad smell like like that they had wrongfully embalmed the body it smelled like embalming fluid and like rotting corpse wow um and i was very on edge the energy was all wrong i knew something was wrong and i continued anyway against my intuition um and i ran across i don't i cannot tell you what it was to save my life Um, but it was the most negative entity that I have ever come across in my entire life. And I was, I, I I was stoned. I could not move. I, it was not that I was incapable of moving. It was that I was terrified. Yeah. Um, and it was in my personal space. It was very close to my face and it was just this dark figure just, pitch black void that you could not see through it um and it smelled so heavily of corpse that it was just i genuinely thought that that was going to be the last time that anyone ever saw me wow um and i as soon as I got my my wits about me, I took off running and I did not look back. And I was like, "I'm never going back to the cemetery. I don't care how long I live here. It's it's off limits." Yeah. Um, and from what I had heard from some of the locals is that they would not walk through the cemetery for that reason. Um, I I'm one of those people. I don't bring things up to people but I kind of ask them about it and it it had come up in multiple conversations that there was a dark entity Mm -hmm. that would come out around around dusk that was not anything that you wanted to come across and I have somewhat assumed that that is what I had come across yeah that's so other people had had similar experiences yeah terrifying (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) New Mexico is a, a scary place. It, it yes, fully yeah. agree. <laughs> it really is. You ever run into a chupacabra out there? I have not, but I have run into Wendigos. Wow. Okay. Way scarier uh, than a chupacabra. Yeah, that, that that was scarier than the the paranormal experience. <laughs> 
Yeah. I would imagine. Okay. So what is the what was the latest place that you investigated? Um, so I currently live in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and we have the Victoria Black Swan Inn. Um, and it was part of the battleground for the Alamo, as well as, I believe it was a, a hospital for the Texas soldiers. Uh, so there's a lot of activity out there. Um, last year, around this time last year, I went out to their property um, and investigated through the house um, it's a bed and breakfast house. I believe it's two stories. Um, and they have a, a what they call a portal room, which is they have a chair in a closet with a mirror behind it and a mirror in front of it. And there's no okay. lights. Uh, you sit in there. You can use your phone flash, whatever. Um, and they close the door. And I got the bright idea that that was going to be fun. I was going to do that and do my investigation in there. And I had not seen anything on the property until I sat in that room. And I saw a lady standing behind me. There was no room. The chair was up against the wall. But she was standing behind me with her hand on the chair. And she was looking at me through the mirror in front of me. And I screamed. And the owner opened the door and she asked if I was okay. And I told her and she just kind of giggled and she's like, oh yeah, that happens all the time. And I, I didn't know what to say or what to do because I did not, all I had was my EMF reader and I had a spirit box app on my phone because my spirit box was broken at the time. Sure. So I did not have anything coming through on the spirit box and I didn't even have a spike on my EMF reader. So it was very spooky and I thought that it was like they were playing tricks on me until I searched the entire room with the lights off and there was nothing. There were no no stage tricks, nothing. Um, yeah. And that that was the last investigation I did and... That one scared me. That one scared me a little bit because it wasn't necessarily that I was scared of what was there. It just spooked me because it was so quick. Yeah. Those those people who run those those places are a, a special breed of people. Yes. I don't they I really would love are. to be one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Um if you could if I mean if there was a location if you could just had to had your pick. Oh, okay. What's your favorite haunted location? One that you would love to run yourself? Um, honestly, I probably the Jefferson Hotel in Jefferson, Texas. Um, I absolutely love Jefferson. It is one of my favorite places. Um, and I would go every year for Mardi Gras since I was a very young child. Um, and the Jefferson Hotel holds a very near and dear spot in my heart that is just very important to me um they the the owners were always very kind to me and it would be somewhere that i would love to work or own one day even though i know that's very not in my grasp um 
But if the chance ever arose, I would definitely choose there. That's awesome. Texas is not short on hauntings. Not at all. It's I've like I recently wrote an article of like the five most haunted spots in Texas, you know, just like a short list. And I had literally a hundred locations to choose from. Mm-hmm. Just from like, I don't know, forty five minutes research. It's crazy. I have friends down there. Um, My friend Aaron Deese just wrote a book on dogman sightings in Texas. And man, some of some of the some of the stories he came across while writing that book, they like they still freak me out to think about them. Yes. Um, There's so many things. There's so many places. It's. It's hard to find a spot in Texas that isn't haunted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you th- I mean what do you think that is? What like what do you think is special about Texas that makes it so prevalent there? Honestly, uh I would say probably the size of the state and just the hard-headedness of the people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think more Texans refuse to to cross over. Yeah, (laughs) I'm staying in my state. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I don't need the afterlife. I'm a Texan forever. Yes, yeah, that you know that tracks. It really does. (laughs) (laughs) Man, thank you so much for sharing those stories. Those are awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um, Uh, I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have you back sometime for... I know you have more. Right? I have so, so much more. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to have you back sometime and, and get into some more stories. Absolutely. Awesome. Before we go, if you could tell the audience where to find you, where to follow you, anything cool you have coming up that you want them to check out. Um, You can find me at... From Monsters to Mundane on Facebook or TikTok. Um, I also use my personal accounts, which I probably shouldn't say the name on here because they're very not safe for work. Um, I usually just do the From Monsters to Mundane. Uh, Currently, I don't have anything scheduled. I am planning on going to the paranormal con in Mineola, Texas, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to swing that. But if I am there, I'm just going to be going for leisure. So that's really about it. It's really just a a plug for paranormal con in Mineola, Texas. (laughs) When is that? Um, that is right outside of my hometown. Um, it's, they, they, I don't know how many years they've had it. Um, but there's a lot of people, they do panels for paranormal investigators and cryptid investigators. Um, some of my closest, nearest, dearest friends are there every year. Um, That's cool. And they do a camp out and stuff like that. Ooh. So, Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so definitely go follow Laura, Monsters to Mundane, right? Yes. Um, and uh, keep track of everything she's doing. That's that's exciting thank you so much for doing this thank you thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our weird possibly alien maybe ghostly probably cryptid hearts for listening 
We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown.